When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWorks.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 13th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Really exciting stuff. I'm watching the MLB debut of Yuri Perez on Twitch right now, actually on Twitch, and uh, that's going to be up on YouTube. Remember those pitcher video breakdowns I would do on YouTube covering a single inning or so of a pitcher start? Those are coming back starting today with Yuri Perez's MLB debut. I'm so excited about it. Uh, I, I apologize for the delay of it, but go check that out. YouTube.com slash Subscribe today. Check out all the videos from last year, too. A lot of those really do stick from last season where I just break down pitchers. If you don't know a guy, they're often the same guy. So uh, they're really good introductions to players. Uh, I try not to focus only on the best guys. I want to showcase those youngins that you might not know about, like Yuri Perez. I'll be going over a lot of them this week. I'll probably do like Bryce Miller, I'll probably do Tanner Bybee, that kind of stuff. So you can really understand these players. So go to YouTube.com slash PitcherList. But Chris Bassett is the news we're going to talk about first here. Nine innings, complete game shutout. Two innings, sorry, two hits, two walks, eight strikeouts against Atlanta. 19 whiffs here. Um, yeah, he's really good. And if you have that first start of the year, that was nine earned runs, and you remove it, well, he has 10 earned runs across about 45 innings since. Yeah, wild. That's seven games. Um, Chris Bassett is really good, and he should make you feel good. Now, it's a 20% strikeout rate for the year, so normally expect that to be 25%, but it should be a little bit better as he continues to throw more four-seamers for whiffs. He did yesterday, and he saw eight strikeouts in nine innings. We're totally fine with that. I know it's across nine innings, but it's eight strikeouts. Who cares? Who cares if he gets the innings. Corbin Burns against the Royals. Ace is going to ace. Good to see the slider and curveball come back. That to me has been the biggest issue for Corbin Burns thus far. The cutter's been kind of the same. I mean, the vertical break's a little different, but the results have been the same. And the slider and curveball really have been doing the thing we wanted to do. Cal Bradish against the Pittsburgh Pirates had a really good slider. His fastball survived. 44% CSW. So, yeah, I don't expect that to stick. Um, but that's nice that he did well. Mackenzie Gore, zero runs in four innings, seven base runners though, three Ks. Um, against the Mets, fine, but he didn't really have his curveball or his slider, and the curveball's really been that extra element that he's been searching for. I hope that that comes back for Gore, but it does make it a little tenuous. He gets the Marlins next, I'm fine with that, but I don't know how much I want to buy into Gore right now. I uh, The Royals did a bullpen game. Actually, they opened for Max Castillo for 4.1 innings of two and runs, and who cares? John Berbia. Opened for Ross Stripling, 3.1 innings of foreign run ball. Don't care. Spencer Strider against the Jays, 33 whiffs, 45% CSW. But Bassett was there, so he didn't get a win. Uh, 6.2 innings of one and run, five hits, one walk, and 12 strikeouts. He is so good. And it's really interesting. I remember in the preseason, I was saying, I don't want to buy too much in on one season's incredible you know, breakout. But I mean, then Spencer tried to go like top five. I'm like, well, I can't really do that. But yeah, he he just he's justifying it. So congrats. I mean, I don't want a victory lap for those people right now because it's May. And one of the other concerns has been, well, he didn't throw 160 innings last year or so. But hot dang, does it feel good rostering Spencer Strider for those that went after it. 
JP France went against the White Sox, and it feels good to have him as my stream pick of the day. 6.2 innings, one run, three hits, one walk, and three Ks against the White Sox. Gets the Cubs, Brewers, and Twins next. I feel like that's fine. He has a good mix in his arsenal. It's four seamers and cutters and curveballs and sliders, and it works. He throws around the zone effectively. It's good enough. I'm not saying that all three of these are going to be excellent. I'm not saying you must hold on to JP France. But you should be generally happy about this. Also, pitching for the Astros certainly helps. Sonny Gray went against the Cubs. 5.1 innings, one earned run for its one walk, nine Ks. Surprisingly, I wrote a ton about this in the SP Rounder. You wouldn't think so. You'd be like, oh, Sonny Gray's back to doing his normal thing. Everything's fine. But he's not. It was not curveballs. Curveballs have been the pitch for Sonny Gray this year. They've been demonstrably amazing. And he only threw eight of them. Yet they had a 38% CSW and 25% swing strike rate, so maybe I'm just being weird. But the sweeper, that is like the the other pitch that's been good for him, 18% CSW and through 22 of them. I don't know why he did this. I'm obviously missing something, but it, it just felt weird. It, it, it felt like a very strange odd start that happened to return nine strikeouts and a sub one whip, right? So I guess everything's fine, but anytime I see... You, weird success that doesn't conform to traditional success or just like oh yeah no this pitch is just really good or something like that I get weirded out and I tend to disbelieve success I mean look at me with Mitch Keller though and that didn't really pan out maybe it does who knows it's only May 13th but that's just how I function it makes me more correct than not I'm always going to miss things that way and that's you're going to miss things any way you look at it uh, but it does make it like a sell high. This is actually, I feel like, the premier time to do it because he just had an amazing start. And it's like, oh, clearly Sonny Gray's on the breakout stretch again. And I don't think I'm going to raise him on the list. I think I'm going to have him exactly where he is now. And unless I like really keep seeing that curveball being amazing and also the slider, then fine. But doing this stuff, I feel like I can't raise him anymore. I think I think he's Sonny Gray's still a sell high. Uh, Tyler McGill went against the Nationals, gave you a dusty donut with a 1.8 ERA and a 1.8 whip uh, across four, uh, five innings with four strikeouts. Yeah, he had seven out of 20 curveball whiffs, and you go, wait a second, Tyler McGill throws a slider and a change, not a curveball. I'm like, I know, that's very strange. Wasn't really even that well commanded. This, this isn't going to stick around with the curveball. Don't don't get too too, I don't know, focused on it. Yohan Avieta feels like a young gun because he went five innings, one earned run, four hits, five walks, three Ks against the Baltimore Orioles. I've been saying he's a cherry bomb, but honestly, it feels like I can't even rely him on him as a cherry bomb. He's more of a young gun who's someone who still has development to be done, and I'm not going to touch it until that happens. I call this a frozen banana, but that's more in season. I feel like young gun is actually like next year, and I feel like that is o- Oviedo. Is Oviedo Oviedo? I don't know. I like saying Oviedo. I should probably figure that out. Trevor Kelly, because we need more openers <laughs> open for the Rays. And what else are they going to do? It was for Josh Fleming, four innings, one and run. I'm glad for him. Actually, if you were playing the whole Vulture win game, between the two, it was a two and run game uh, when Fleming left. But fortunately for the Yankees, uh, they only allowed two runs either. So no win for Fleming. Dustin May and Blake Snell dueled against each other. I think this is actually a very interesting game. We're going to talk about this game. Yuri Perez's debut, of course, and many other things after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. 
That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Dustin May against the Padres, 6.2 innings, 2 in runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, 3 Ks. You're happy with this. 5 whiffs, 20% CSW though. And I'm like, yeah, all right. He's like a Toby or a Holly. I mean, whatever you want, it'll be fine. Rostering Dustin May, you'll probably have those strikeout outbreaks every so often, but you know, it's... I don't really think he's going to put it together. Blake Snell against the Dodgers. Oh, man. Six innings, two runs, four hits, four walks, four Ks. Why are you upset, Nick? Well, first of all, 133 whips. Second of all, only four strikeouts. Third of all, he's going 27% usage on his change of 26 between breakers because he has to. Because the breaking balls returned 20% strikes on the curveball and 50% strikes on the slider. He cannot get it done. It's so annoying. At least, like, when those are not working, you're getting some production here. Sure, it wasn't a win, but that's a three ERA. And that maybe that's fine with you, you know? Like, the way I see it is there's going to be a moment where the pitches click in. There has to be. There has to be. So, is it going to be next start? I don't know. But if the floors are not so bad, then, okay, we hold on to that. Drew Smiley against the Twins, got the win, six innings, two and runs, four hits, one walk, four Ks. I'm glad the curveball was back, but now he gets the Astros, and he gets the Mets, and he gets the Rays. I don't want to do that for Drew Smiley. Marco Gonzalez, guys, we did it. We did it. We went to our calendars, we took our red Sharpie, we circled the Detroit Tigers. I don't care about that game against the Astros. I don't care about the Rangers. Just this one against the Tigers... And Marco Gonzalez got the win. Six innings, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, two strikeouts. I don't care. We got it. And now we send him back to the wire. But what a day that was. But not for Garrett Cole. Against the Rays, five innings, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, and four Ks. 16 whiffs, only four Ks. Very interesting. Whiffs over strikeout. Like, total number. I wonder if that's a stat. Maybe CSW over that. I'm, I'm actually, like, really curious about it. Maybe there is something there. Anyway, I mean, obviously, you throw more pitches, you're going to have a higher raw number, but then you should have more strikeouts, too. I don't know. Uh, Garrett Cole, he still has to be number one, um, but just because of the consistency forever. So, whatever. 16 whiffs should not return four strikeouts, so it goes. James Paxton. Oh, my gosh, guys. What? What? Like, it's been a joke. Mentioned James Pax in the preseason for years, but five innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk. This is James Paxson's first real start since 2020. 2021 was 1.1 innings. He went nine strikeouts, 
36% CSW across 87 pitches. James Paxton sat 96 on his fastball. Had like a 97.8 mile per hour pitch in here. What? Yes, pick him up. He gets the Padres next, I know. So, you still pick him up. What's weirder about this to me is it was fastballs like down the middle. Like all the swinging strikes, all of them were just hefty fastballs inside the zone. And then one bounced curveball to Goldschmidt. That's just like, what are you doing, buddy? The curve and cutter were not good. These are not like the refined pitches we saw from Pete Paxton. But man, he's got he got 10 whiffs on four seamers, and they weren't like well spotted. They were well controlled. That is, they were in the zone, but they were like in the zone, you know? So what what is this? Is this real? Is he gonna get hurt before the next start? I hope not. Well, you might get like seven starts from James Paxton. We all celebrate getting James Paxton on our teams. And then he goes off into the winds and he goes, I helped. And, you know, like it's a, like the last charge of the soul before, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go into that anymore. James Paxson's a thing now. And I love it. I, I love it. I love that James Paxson is a thing again. All right. Uh, Yuri Perez against the Reds. Oh, I will. Sh- I, will I do want to mention James Paxson. If the cutter and curveball come back, the ceiling is like top top 30 starter. Problem is, if the fastball isn't as effective as we saw yesterday inside the zone and the cutters and curveballs are out, the floor is down. So we're in a very weird situation here of super high ceiling, super super low floor. And I, I want to chase it because, like, you want to chase it. It's really fun. Yuri Perez, 4.2 innings, 2 and runs, 4 hits, 2 walks, and 7 Ks. That's a pretty good debut. Sure, he, he wanted to go one more inning or out, rather. But he was pulled after allowing his second home run of the day. It was on a 96-mile-per-hour heater, so it wasn't as hard as the other ones we saw. Um, I watched all of this. We're going to watch uh, an inning uh, on Twitch here after this soon. But uh, Yuri Perez is very good. He's not hes not the guy you want him to be quite yet, but he's only 20. And Dynasty Leagues should be just absurdly excited. Remember, Sandy Alcantara, right, because he's the obvious comp here. No sinker for Yuri Perez and a better curveball, but... Sandy Alcantara is the obvious comp, and Sandy wasn't very good initially. Like, he needed time to become the guy that he is now. Remember him as the All-Star in, what, 2020 or 2019? We were like, this is the All-Star of the Marlins. Oh, no. Uh, and he got much better. And then he showed up in 2020 in the first game against the Phillies. I was absolutely blown away. So Perez throws upper 90s with a fastball. It's a good one. Uh, he didn't get too many whiffs. It wasn't this overwhelming up of the zone pitch, but it, like he got the edges with fastballs a good amount. It was cool. Both home runs came on it, though, and give me a little concern about, is this really a whiff pitch? It was a 3-2 th- um, up and in fastball to uh, Stevenson, who was kind of looking for that in a 3-2 count. So he was aggressive on that. And then I believe it was a first pitch fastball away to lefty to Fraley, I think. That was a two-run shot to right center field. Or, sorry, a, single, a solo shot. But uh, the slider and curve were a little unpolished. Um, they weren't so precise. There were a decent amount of sliders that were right into the zone that didn't get chases, but they weren't aggressive with their movement. Um, and that gives me a little concern. There were some that were obviously nasty, and because of the differential of like 10 miles per hour between slider and fastball, you're going to get these weird sword that is half swing whiffs for Perez. Um, but if the fastball isn't whiffing bats, 
it does make me a little like a little concerned that guys just sell out on the fastball and they're able to resist these badly commanded breaking balls. I want to grab them everywhere. Um, I mean, it could be MLB debut. It's really hard to extrapolate a full season on an MLB debut. It's why I don't start them in MLB debuts on purpose. Um, but it's interesting. It's not as complete of a package as I want it to be right away, but he's 20 years old. Like, we'll see what kind of polish we get. Michael Kopech against the Astros really tried to do the Blake Snell blueprint. Fastballs were way up, but he doesn't have Christian Javier's fastball, so he only had five total whiffs the entire start. <laughs> Sorry, Kopech. I wish you did. I wish you did. Austin Gomber against the Phillies. 6.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 0 walks, and 6 Ks. What? All right. The curveball was actually really good. 46% CSW is the best I've seen from it. You're in 7 out of 27 whiffs on changeups plus sliders combined here. And you avoid the heart of the plate. Like, the four-seamer even, like, found the top of the zone. It was really well spotted. Huh. It was in cores against the Phillies. Yeah, sorry, Austin Comer. I'm not doing two more starts in cores, but that was cool. Tom Walker was also in cores here through a splitter 40% of the time. That's what he did last time. It was 50%. But, yeah. And it returns 19% CSW. So, like, I'm glad he survived cores with six innings, 300 runs, seven hits, zero walks, three Ks. He gets the Cubs, Atlanta, and the Mets next. I just don't want to do it. You might be wanting to chase a poor quality start. I don't want to do it. Tyler Anderson got your poor quality start. Actually, a very poor one. But also, how am I supposed to butter my bread with this with one strikeout um, against the Guardians? So that's six innings, three and runs, six hits, three walks. He didn't have his good changeup, and he still made it happen. You know, he still got through it. You get nothing if you're in a just a wins league. This is a terrible start. <laughs> like, absolutely terrible. Um, Graham Ashcraft against the Marlins. 5.2 innings, 300 runs, 6 sets, 2 walks. I, I wanted to sell Ashcraft. I tried to. I failed. And now I'm in a situation of just waiting for him to have that amazing start that brings people back into Ashcraft. And I'm not seeing it. And uh, this was against Miami, buddy. Waldachuk against the Rangers. I would be selling Ashcraft, of course. Uh, if I can. While the check against the Rangers, not excited at all. Um, you have Adam Wainwright, no way. Ryan Nelson against the Giants, you're just waiting on that one. Matthew Boyd doesn't have slider whiffs, so I'm not doing that. Logan Allen is kind of a Toby, and I think he got singled out in this one against the Angels, but he gets the White Sox two in a row now. I think you're going to get really excited about Logan Allen, so I don't really think too much about that. And Martin Perez, very disappointing against the Athletics, but I think he just got unlucky here. Three home runs, um, which is unfortunate there. Looking forward to today's games. We have Shane McClanahan, Zach Gallon, Sandy Alcantara, Julio Urias, Bryce Miller, Joe Ryan, and Joe Musgrove all in the auto start tier. Pretty clear stuff there. In the probable start tier, John Cease, Dylan Cease. Nope. John Gray and Dylan Cease. Nope. Got it. John Gray, Dylan Cease. Yep. <laughs> John Gray, hopefully that velocity is still up. And Dylan Cease has been very shaky. Gets the Astros. Uh, Chris Sale against the Cardinals. Really curious about that velocity sticking up. Nestor Cortez has been kind of shaky, so he gets a raise, but I still want to do it. Reed Detmers, too much hard contact on the fastball. Only 7% swing strike rate so far. It just seems too strange. Like, I, I it, it can't be a worse one with better command and higher velocity, right? Right? Like, this has to fix itself. We're going to see the Guardians tomorrow. Hopefully, that's much better. Um, Anthony Escafani against the Diamondbacks feels like a safe one. He's not going to chuck pitches down the middle. Um, Hayden Wasneski against the Twins. Cal Quantrill against the Angels. Tyler Wells and Bryce Elder. They're all Tobies here. Bryce Elder gets the Jays at the riskiest one. I don't even know if I want to put that a questionable start here, but he's been good enough. Wesneski's fine. Hopefully the, the breakers, uh, the slider, gets a lot of whiffs finally against the Twins. Do not start here. Do not do J.P. Sears against the Rangers. 
But he's getting a lot of in-zone whiffs, according to Alex Fast. But, yeah, it's the Rangers. Jose Barrios against Atlanta. I'm not chasing that. Uh, Ronson Contreras, Zach Greinke, Steven Matz, Adrian Hauser. He gets the Royals' Adrian Hauser, but no. Joey Lucchese, maybe. Uh, it's all to be determined for the Mets right now. Poor guys. Um, against the Nationals, I don't want to do it. Trevor Williams, no. Bilak and Feltner and Ranger Suarez come back from the IL into cores. Uh, what are the Reds doing? I don't know. Alex Fayeto as well. Tomorrow's starting pitchers. If you looked at today's article, you'll notice that I changed the formatting of my notes. I think this is way better. Instead of doing these like weird sentences and, and bullet points, I'm like, you know what? I just want to speed through and give you a quick thing in each guy. So I'm doing that now. I separated into, into their tiers and gave you a little blurb. Um, so I hope that helps a ton. Uh, definitely check out that article. It's just a little bit more detailed. And then, of course, you still have the normal uh, table with all of them to quickly glance, which I think is also really, really good. So you get the best of both worlds now. I'm not going to make one table with a thing in it. There's just no room for it. Um, and uh, hopefully this helps you out a ton. It's going to look weird just for this one day where I have one formatting for the bottom and one for the top. But whatever, we'll get past that. Uh, Freddie Peralta, Logan Gilbert, Max Scherzer, and Logan Webb are all in that top tier. Um, you have good matches for the top two. Scherzer, I know, but you still do it. And then Logan Webb against Arizona. Sure, why not? Probable start tier. Marcus Stroman has been so good. Um, Nola is in cores. You still do it. Same with Lucas Giolito against the Astros. Hopefully, the Boston's back for Giolito. That'd be really cool because we saw it last time. Hunter Brown has been really bad, but it's the White Sox. You do it. Uh, Mitch Keller against the Orioles. I'm just going to do it. Um, Zach Eflin against the Yankees. It seems good, but Judge is back. And Eflin's not always a guarantee to work out. Andrew Heaney against Oakland. It's a high-risk, high-reward play. I think you do chase it. Um, uh, yeah, you, you chase it, I think. Uh, Patrick Cor- Patrick Sandoval against the Guardians. We really haven't seen him soar yet, um, but you still do it. Um, Tony Gonson against the Padres had increased velocity, a much better slider last time. Hopefully that's good enough against the Padres. And Tanner Bybee could be a questionable start here against the Angels. I think he's much better than the start we saw last time. Questionable start here. You could put Louis Varland up in the next one. He's very close to being probable. So that's why I really like that I was able to take, take him as my stream pick of the day against the Cubs. You have Kyle Gibson as a Toby. And same with Miles Michaelis against the Pirates and the Red Sox. I don't really love those. But here you are, questionable start. Braxton Garrett could make it work against the Reds with his slider. He's kept it down effectively in his last start. I know two starts ago was terrible against the Dimebacks. He should just not have been in as long as he was, but it's the Marlins, whatever. Um, And Brandon fought against the Giants. I'm going to recognize, like, look, Brandon fought. It's the Giants. Like, maybe that works. I could probably put him in do not start as well. Um, In the do not start tier, Yusei Kikuchi. I don't know if I want to do that against the Atlanta. Uh, And then you have Clark Schmidt against the Rays. Uh, no, the ceiling's too low for that one. Uh, Jake Irvin against the Mets. Corey Kluber against the Cardinals. Like, those could work. Um, but I don't want to do it. Kyle Freeland against the Phillies in Coors. Ugh. Joey Wentz against Seattle, maybe. Like, all these little bits here. Uh, little bits. Jordan Lyles against the Brewers. Luke Weaver, Drew Rosinski, and Ryan Weathers, I'm not going to touch. And I don't know what the Braves are doing, so we're not going to do that. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do, go check out the YouTube channel for that Yuri Perez breakdown. Should be out later today. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.